Okay, here we go. Get this quarter going. Got a new how to get a new phone. My uh, mine wasn't working properly anymore. I had no sound on it, and uh, found out that wonderful uh, people that have technology they have the phone so that every once in a while your phone won't accept. Uh, updates anymore, so you have to go and buy a new phone, otherwise it doesn't work properly. Isn't that special? Anyway, uh, this evening I'll be speaking with the help of the Lord about God's promises. Oop, here it is. Okay. And as we know, uh, the God has God has many promises in the Bible. Uh, the definition of promises as a noun is a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. The verb definition is to assure someone that one will do, give, or arrange something, undertake, or declare that something will happen. Give good grounds for expecting or a particular occurrence or situation. I'm sure we have all said uh, or heard someone make a promise or even have made a promise or two ourselves. As adults, I know we have heard politicians make promises to do this or to do that, but once they are in office, I think they forget what they promised or find that their promise was way beyond their abilities. I know that I have made promises before, and I'm not sure how many I have kept, but I would think that, like many people, my record is not very good. I'm sure that there are those that do keep their promises, but I doubt that there is anyone that has the same track record as God. Whenever God says or promises to do anything, he does it. Somebody may use an idiom like, you can take it to the bank or you can bet your bottom dollar. But I think that that is only true when God makes a promise. Take the rainbow, for example. As we heard Brother Wade read earlier, it is God's promise that we will, he will never again flood the earth. In your Bibles, if you're still there, in Genesis uh, chapter 9, verses 13 through 17, where we read, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass, in verse 14, when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, oops, I skipped a part, that is upon the earth, excuse me. The rainbow is a symbol of God's promise to mankind, an unbreakable bond between the creator and his creation. It was a sign from God to Noah that he promised never to destroy the earth by flood for the judgment of sin. The rainbow shows God's glory and faithfulness. It is a reminder of God's grace and a call for people to humbly confess their repentance and faith in him as creator 
and sustainer of this world. The rainbow is a sign of God's promise that he will... I'm just, I did that already. There are many promises in the Bible, but not all of these verses use the word promise. The word covenant, for example, the definition of the word is as a noun, it means agreement. When it is a verb, it means to agree by lease, deed, or other legal contract. A covenant in the Bible is a contract or agreement between two parties, usually God and man. It involves promises, obligations, and rituals. The word covenant comes from a Hebrew word root that means to cut, referring to the ancient practice of cutting animals in half and passing in between them to seal a covenant. Covenants make two into one and identify them with each other. The The Bible describes different covenants that God made with Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, and the new covenant in Christ. Covenants or promises of God are throughout the entire Bible. God makes promises to the elect or his people, if you will, in many places in the Bible and throughout history. One example of God's promises is in Romans chapter 10, verses 10 through 13, which reads, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you call upon the Lord, he is faithful to help you, to comfort you, and to save you. Repent of your sins, have faith in the Lord Jesus, and the Father will be faithful in saving you. Have faith in Christ and ye shall be saved. That is one of the many promises of God. The Bible is truth. It is God's word, therefore it is true. God does not lie. Man lies. Man cannot escape his ways of the flesh or his sin nature. He cannot help but to sin. As we all know, Jesus had no sin in him. He was the only perfect human being ever to walk the sin-cursed earth. He was without spot or blemish, without a sin nature, without desires of the flesh. He had no hate in him. Only the blessed words of God, the true salvation of God. He was and still is the promise of God. Believe and ye shall be saved. God is true to his word. He does not make false promises the same way that man does. Man sins, but God's promise is sure and true. God's promises are the only true promises. There are the promises that you can take it to the bank, the only ones that can be counted on. or They are the promises that you can take to the bank and the only ones that that can be counted on. Isn't it absolutely wonderful that you can believe upon the word of God? John chapter 3, verse 36 says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life. God gives us his promise that he will save us through the glorious gospel of Christ. 
God has told us since the beginning of time that he will take care of and help us no matter what. People make promises that they sometimes cannot keep or that they never intend on keeping in the first place. Since the beginning of time, God has made promises to and covenants with man, and he has fulfilled those promises and kept his covenants or contracts, if you will. His promises are a guarantee that we can have faith in. One of the first promises that God made was to Abraham. The Bible shows us this in the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, and read with me the following words. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and i will bless them that bless the, i will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed the lord kept that promise and all those he has made since there are a ton of promises that he has made to us men lie to one another to get what they want whether it be money or a place in government or even a better position at work. Man lies all the time because of his sin nature. People also lie to stay out of trouble. They lie to get money from others. Men in these times use scams to get money from his fellow man. They use some kind of scheme to get people to send money or gift cards. They pose as the IRS to scare people into sending money to them. There are those who use... love to get others to send money to them in hopes of finding their soul soulmate or even true love. They never meet the person that they send money to because that person does not want them to stop sending their money. We also see products on a line that are for sale that do not work, which is another way for man to lie. In the book of Second Peter verses or Second uh, Peter chapter one verse four, the Bible says, "Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is the world through lust." A person's greed and want is the driving force that causes them to lie and deceive others. They cannot escape their sin nature, and therefore they lie to others to get what they desire. God's promises are something that we can all depend on. In the Bible, Jesus is called the rock in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, which says, And did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. If you notice, the word rock is capitalized, just as the same as in the book of John, in the first chapter, first verse, where Jesus is referred to as the word. The word, word, is also capitalized because it is another name for the Lord Jesus. Calling Jesus the rock is a good word to use to describe the Lord. A rock is solid, 
just as the promises of God are solid. You have, have you ever watched a documentary about a bridge or building being built? I have watched a few, and in every one of them, they dig down to the bedrock. If not, the structure will not be able to stand on its own. The intense pressure of the weight alone would cause the structure to topple over or to sink due to the immense weight. Building directly on top of the bedrock gives the structure a firm foundation. A rock is solid. It's sturdy, dependable, just the same as the promises of our Lord are sturdy and dependable. We cannot count on them. <clears throat> we can count on them being guaranteed. The Lord does not lie. Whenever he speaks, he speaks the truth. The Lord Jesus is also the cornerstone of Christianity. You cannot go wrong trusting in the promises of God. The Lord promised Abraham that he would multiply him as the stars of the sky, and he did. God promised Israel that he would deliver them from bondage in Egypt, and he did. He promised to bring them to a land flowing with milk and honey, and he did. God foretells of the birth of Jesus's <clears throat> or tells of the birth of Jesus in many places in the Old Testament. Uh, one of these examples is in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, where the Bible says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and call his name Emmanuel. We all know that the name Emmanuel means God is with us. That is another promise that is kept by our Lord. We are told to believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved and have eternal life. This promise is one of the most wonderful promises that anyone could ask for. There are or there have been people throughout history that have searched for eternal youth or some way to live forever. God gives us this most wonderful gift. We have eternal life through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus. This is the most precious promise that God could give us. We do not deserve to have this promise because of our sin nature, which we know we deserve to burn in the lake of fire for all eternity. You will find these words in 1 John 2, 25, and it is the promise that he hath promised us even eternal life. We have also heard Brother Wade's sermons about our heavenly trust fund. This is another of God's promises to us. First of all, he is not a man. He's not human. He doesn't have a fallen nature. He has never sinned, never lied. He is the essence of righteousness and cannot lie. He is the truth and only speaks the truth. We can count on God's promises because he is unchanging. Unlike us, he never changes his spirit or his purpose. We as people change our minds or our situation changes our mind for us. God does not decide to do something and realize it is a bad decision because he knows the end from the beginning. We, cannot, we can count on his promises because of his infinite wisdom. When he makes a promise, it is the best possible promise he can make. He won't discover later that there was a better promise he could have made. 
God does not need to make course corrections because he knows the end from the beginning. He doesn't make things up as he goes along. If he has said it, he will do it. If he has spoken it, he will fulfill it. God does not mess around with your life. Sooner or later, even if it hasn't happened yet, we may not be able to even conceive of the possibilities, but he will do it. It will come to pass. If God has made unshakable promises, we should devour his word. We should want to know all God has promised. We should want to know what to pray for, what to count on, and what to hold on to when things are bleak. If we drift from reading God's word, our faith will wane, our prayer life will wane, and our hope and joy will wane. So let, let's read God's word, grab onto his promises, then say in the faith of hopelessness, God is not a man. He does not lie or change his mind. He said, he said it, he will do it. I believe it. Thank you for my unchanging Lord. Now I have a list of prom the promises of God and promises to remember in different situations. This fills up an entire page, by the way. God always keeps his promises. God never uh, takes back or changes his promises. God's promises never fail. God can do the impossible. God has promised us eternal life. God has promised us new hearts and desires. God has promised us forgiveness. God has promised us our sins will be far removed from us. God has promised us the Holy Spirit. God has promised us the fruit of the Spirit. God has promised us deliverance from fear, protection for our children. God has promised us all of our needs will be supplied. God has promised us that no good thing will be withheld. God promises us wisdom if we ask for it. God promised us peace. God promises us <clears throat> escape from temptation. God promises us health and healing. He promises us protection from harm and danger. God has promised us the dead will live again. God has promised us Jesus will come again. God has promised us an end to death and sorrow and pain. God has promised us safety. God has promised us answered prayers. Promises to remember when promises to remember when we are afraid. There are promises to remember when we make decisions. Promises to remember when we have done something wrong. Promises to remember when we are having a bad day. Promises to remember when we need something. Promises to remember when we are tempted to do wrong. And lastly, but not leastly, I can't get my pages separated here. <laughs> he will always be with us. <clears throat> it's a wonderful thing, all of the promises that we have, we can lean on um, that God has given us. 
Um, as you heard me sing this past uh, Sunday, uh, standing on the promises of God, we all know that we can stand on his promises. Uh, as I said, Jesus is called the rock, and it is a very good description of Jesus because he is solid along with the Lord, <clears throat> the Lord our God, the Father. He is also very solid. He <clears throat> promises, promises us many wonderful things throughout the entire Bible. Uh, reading through, uh, and I have copies of it if anybody wants to take any, because they have the um, scripture readings that go along with uh, where he keeps his promises. Um, reading down through this, um, protection from harm and danger. I've told you a few times of the protection and from harm and danger that Tracy and I were given through the Lord uh, when Hurricane Ian came. Um, we listened to the uh, wind howling outside. I found uh, something on Facebook that I had posted that we were in the storm, out just outside of the storm for four hours. The wind was howling at about 150 miles an hour around our house. I watched on the um, on my phone the Weather Channel the storm. If this was Arcadia and you were looking at the storm, the storm came up and it went directly south of us, and then it went around us, and then it went off this way. So we were on the outskirts of the storm, the very worst part of it. And it didn't let up. They say this side of the hurricane is the least um, bad part of the storm. It wasn't. It was still the wind was whipping and the rain was pounding down on our house. And the Lord God kept us safe. Also, uh, his promise that Jesus will come again. Some people uh, have a hard time believing in that. But we know as Christians that it will happen because God has promised it to us. Um, he promises us health and healing. Also wisdom if we ask for it. And there are many things here. No good thing will be withheld. I believe that's um, in Danny's favorite passage, which comes from Romans chapter eight. Uh, is it verse 38 or 39? I think it's third. It's 38 or 39, uh, where he says, if he will uh, if he will not spare his only for begotten son, why would he uh, not give us all things? Also, um, we must remember that he can do the impossible. He can, his promises will never fail. Uh, he will give us forgiveness. He has already done that with the life and sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> which he saved us through his shed blood. It's 832. 832, yeah. thank you. Um, it's just a wonderful thing that uh, the, the promises of God, that we can depend on these things that he gives us. Um, I thought I had more to read, but apparently I do not. Uh, but anyway, um, we can't say enough about uh, how wonderful God is to us. Amen. And we all know that we don't deserve it because of our sin nature. We all deserve to burn in the lake of fire for all eternity, but God has elected us from before the beginning of the foundation of the earth. And um, as his elect, he has 
sought us out, and then he has brought us before his wonderful gospel of Christ, and then <clears throat> he gives us uh, through the Holy Spirit, he gives us the uh, faith and repentance of sin so that we can have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and have eternal life. Um, that is one of the many precious and wonderful things I think that um, I have learned ever since coming to this church. Uh, it's been quite a long time now. It's been, uh, it was May, April or May of uh, 2015 that Tracy and I started coming to this church right around the same time that uh, Jason, Jason and Alicia started coming to the church. And as you know, there were, I look at the pictures on the front and the uh, vestibule and I see how many people that there used to be that went to this church when a pastor would say try to be here for Sunday because we would do a picture I'm sure you've seen there easily 30 people Laura you probably know 30 to 40 people used to be here and some of them have passed away uh, brother Pfeiffer has gone to be with the Lord uh, Roger Wood has gone to be with the Lord um, there have been so many others. I'm terrible with names. I can't remember, but <clears throat> we know that's uh, one of the most wonderful promises that God gives to us is that when we pass away our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we will go to be with him uh, and we will go before the throne seat of judgment and then we will be at his side <clears throat> for all eternity, which I think is a wonderful thing. Anyway, um, is a little bit short tonight, but um, I thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Uh, like I said, if any of you want uh, copies, I have uh, seven or eight copies of all of his promises and the scriptures that go along with it. And um, I want to thank you all for listening to me. And let's uh, close in a word of prayer. Our most gracious and heavenly Father, thank you so much for the wonderful things that you do. Thank you for all of your promises. Thank you that we can depend on your promises and you and the rock, our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for uh, his wonderful sacrifice. Thank you for his shed blood so that we could spend an eternity with you and him in heaven. Thank you for just all of the wonderful things that you do for us. You give us uh, a wonderful family uh, of our own uh, of our own blood, you give us our Christian family of brothers and sisters who are <clears throat> believers in the Lord Jesus. I thank you for all of that. I thank you for bringing me to this church. I thank you for bringing Tracy and I together. <clears throat> I thank you for our pastor Danny, Wade, and Miss Kay for all of the wonderful things that they have taught me. I thank you for pastor having trust in me to preach. I thank you for you giving me things to preach. Um, I could go on and on. Um, I thank you for all of the wonderful things I, you do. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your many uh, graces. I thank you for the good pleasure of your will. But I thank you so, so much. And as it says in the song that we cannot thank you enough for the Lord Jesus, who died on the cross, so we could spend an eternity with you and him in heaven, and in whose precious holy name that we always do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.